Um, um, I okay. am. Give me, give me three minutes because I need the toilet. Okay, that's a very specific amount of time. Uh, yeah, no, I, well, I, I feel like as long as I don't start reading, it's going to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. for this welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harrys and me graham jones and this week there has been a disaster there has been a horrible <laughs> horrible disaster and we are covering uh movie disasters we could survive so we're peeking behind the curtain yeah peek behind the curtain we are recording this episode at the beginning of may and the idea is if you're listening to this something horrible has happened which has meant that we haven't been able to record that week so this is our break glass in case of emergencies episode. Yeah, it's a disaster to a disaster episode to prevent a disaster. Yeah, because it's obviously us not appearing on your podcast feed on a Thursday is an unmitigated disaster. It is. And you know, what what better way to double down on just what meta bastards we are than record an episode with a theme about it. What do you think has happened? Oh, um I mean, given given the way the world's gone over the last two years, it could be anything. It might be. Have you seen that there is currently in the news like a 10-ton bit of Chinese space rocket that's hurtling towards the Earth and no one knows where it's going to land? Uh, nope, but now I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so it could, it could be that. It's, it's yeah. either it's hit some part of West London. Interesting. Um, maybe Count Binface has become a dictator. Yeah. That, that'll yeah. be fun. I wonder how out of date that reference is. <laughs> Whether I just like, wait, was Count? Oh, yeah, there was that, that, was that election. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to my the, the age-old favourite of giant ant overlords. Okay. Yeah. Flying or regular? Uh, it depends what time of year. Okay. But also the flying ones, it's like only every so often as well right like it's not every year that you get flying ants yeah so i think a, f- a flying ant apocalypse you would only really have to survive for at most 12 hours <laughs> which is a plus but i mean so apart from uh that watford man city fa cup final have you survived any disasters <laughs> yes <laughs> i had to re- i had to research that to double check i wasn't making it up but that was a that was a, a, f- a perfectly timed shitty football joke and i'm quite happy it was it, it, I, the bit I like about it the most is that you, yeah, I know that you definitely had to yeah. like look that up, and you had no idea that it was actually a thing. Well, you know, oh, no. you knew it was a thing, actually. And oh no, it wasn't the final, but at the semi-final, I'd was it the semi-final or the final? I'm fairly sure it was the final. You'd gone there straight off of a plane. Yes, I'd gone and there. You straight were really off of a plane. excited, and then you got fucked. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so I'd, I'd landed from San Francisco in the morning and the game kicked off in the afternoon but to add to the disaster because i'd got back from the airport i'd like i'd like had a power nap when i got in chucked all my clothes that i would been traveling in for however many hours into the wash bin and into no sorry in straight into the washing machine gone and had a nap took my washing out before i was going to the match and it turned out that I'd left my passport in my jean pocket. So not only did we get pumped 6-0, um, I also had to fork out for a new passport as well. The closest um, non-football and passport-related disaster I've been in. I also love, like, my favourite thing with that story is you, you looked quite proud that I'd made the joke. I am. I, I'm really I'm really <laughs> impressed. You caught me off guard because I didn't think it was coming. The uh, It wasn't like a, a, a big disaster as such. It had been quite a few car crashes. <laughs> So, 
none of which have been my fault i'll I'll put that out there but when i was about um i want to say about six weeks after i'd passed my driving test i was driving Mm. my mum's old um nissan micra falling about as you do in a in a white nissan micra i had my dog at the time in the back badger badger yeah badger yeah yeah, the cocker spaniel he was a hermaphrodite cocker spaniel And I'm just leaving that there, and we'll talk about that in more detail another day. And I was crossing um, mini roundabout up by Hillingdon Hospital, had the right of way, and a guy came from my left, absolutely speeding, smashed into the side of me, flipped the car over, and I had to crawl out of the sunroof of a Nissan Micra with my cocker spaniel. Nice. Sounds like a sounds like a bizarre euphemism. (laughs) So yeah. That's that's my my two uh, two major disasters. Oh, actually, I was also on a boat in Lanzarote, Tenerife. I can't remember Lanzarote, I think. And it was insanely like it was so choppy yeah. that the we were in the bottom bit and the water was coming above the windows. Yeah, and you're like shit. And the guy was I can't remember his exact words, but he was something like. No, I'm I'm not going to do it justice. He basically had just a very a very like succinct way of saying stuff, which he ended with "No worry," <laughs> as if that would mean <laughs> that we're all going to be fine. I mean, obviously, it turned out we were, but <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's cool, guys. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, that's my trifecta of disasters. What about you? <laughs> um, I, I I think the closest I can think of is uh, we at a New Year's Eve event. The pub set oh, on yeah, fire. Oh yeah, you you burned the pub down, didn't you? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no, so we were. Um, everyone I was with at the time decided to go smoking, and I didn't want to just sit inside awkwardly by myself. So I went out with them to the smoking area. I was literally. So my my girlfriend was standing in front of the window. I was looking at her, and just like, oh, the the Christmas tree's on fire. I got my phone out and took a photo because. I assumed it would immediately be put out and it would be a funny picture to show someone. But in the process of me taking my phone out of my pocket and taking the photo, it just like completely gone up because it was a real Christmas tree. Yeah. And then, then there were a ton of like paper decorations and stuff in the bar. It was also when the pub brewed their own beer. So you had massive pressurized tanks as well. And we were just like, oh no, this is, this is quite, this is quite serious. This is really on, this isn't a fire. This is on fire. <laughs> Had to just kind of lift lift my girlfriend over a fence. Well, not a fence. It was a uh, you know, there's that like that waist high metal thing outside. Mm-hmm. So just kind of over that, and we're good because to run to run out of it and around, you would have to go past the windows that you could hear cracking. I was like, oh, this is this is lovely. But basically, we were fine because um, smoking saves lives. <laughs> this yeah, this, this podcast is sponsored by Big Tobacco. <laughs> Yeah. All I'm saying is if I was lazy enough to be in the pub at the time, but no one, yeah, like everyone was fine. There, there was very, I, I think the the only injury was somebody cut their hand smashing a window to open um, the fire escape, I think. Okay. So like everyone was, everyone, apart from the pub, the pub was out of action for obviously a long time. I also kept getting tweeted by journalists. <laughs> you mentioned, because... The problem I had, I was quite active about it on Twitter because the pub is, it's so it's called, uh, the Aeronaut in Acton. It's a fucking amazing place. Um, but they do circus acts. Mm. And everybody online was very quick to say, oh, well, obviously uh, a fire act or something must have been there. And it's like, oh, there was. And they were fine. They'd left three hours before. 
I just got really fucked off that people who clearly weren't there were already blaming the one thing that differentiates the pub from everything else in fucking London. Sorry, you, you have heard of Twitter, right? Where people make unsubstantiated yeah. claims yeah. based on zero evidence. <laughs> That's its MO. <laughs> but I... Yeah, so I then kept getting it. I was like, oh, will you come stand in front of the pub? And it's like, no. <laughs> I have I have better things to do with my time. Like, absolutely nothing, because it's New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Watching my favourite pub burn down was a little bit... Uh, it was a tough one to take, but it's back now. I think it burnt for like 36 hours. Jeez. Because they had to, because of the pressurised containers there, Yeah, I think they had to kind of just make sure they were fine and let everything else... They had they had priorities. Okay, so disaster movies. So disaster movies. It's an interesting one. Um, it it's one of those. I, I wanted to say they come in waves, but that seems like I'm making a bad like that was just tidal wave storm. joke or something. Yeah, it, it's a genre that like it's been around a lot longer than I thought. So apparently, you could argue the first disaster movie was from 1903. Fair enough. Which was a a short film, obviously about a. Uh, Life of an American fireman. Fireman, fireman Sam's American cousin. But it's one of those things. Like, I'm, I'm wondering if it's because disaster movies seem to be one of those things that you can't replicate anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really get the full disaster movie experience in a play. Not necessarily a book. It is, it's one of the most like cinematic of the trashy movie genres. Yeah, I think the only place that it can sort of be replicated is at theme parks. So Universal will do a good job of it. On they had, there's the back movie lot thing where like they have all the uh waves and mudslides there's the i can't remember what the ride it was but there was the one with the like earthquake and the subway train that you watch and the, also uh, that's that's it, a jamaican music video isn't it <laughs> and also the um the twister um ride as well which is not really a ride you kind of you kind of stand there and experience it but it's really cool for a for a very british joke the the lollipop i assume you mean <laughs> Yeah, just like massive. I mean, it's terrifying for me as someone who can't yeah. eat ice cream. They have a twister one. They have a fab one. The feast one's quite good. I'm just going to spend the next five minutes listing uh, ice cream. Calippo. That's, Solero. That's kind of scary because the next one that came into my mind was Calippo as well. well. Calippo's a fucking great because you'd always, like, I don't know about you, I would always let it melt a little bit at the end because then you just had like, a little concentrated orange sugar. Sh- shot of Calippo at the end. Which yeah, is actually not. Calippo. Which is actually not like Calippo shots because they were the little balls of Calippo. Fuck me, I forgot those were a thing. Yeah. Which were great, but then they kind of all melted together, and you can get the end out, and then you had to rip the bottom off and like eat the slush. See, that's the kind of out of the box thinking which is going to help you survive these movie disasters. <laughs> Ian, before we get into our choices this week, do you have a movie recommendation that I'd be asking? Okay, so my movie recommendation. So because we're talking about movie disasters, we could survive. I thought I would pick a disaster movie I 100% could not survive. So that is... <laughs> so for a number of reasons. One, I don't think there's space in a bunker for an independent podcast. I don't think it's going to be seen as like a human race critical thing. And I'm not Jared Butler. So I'm doing 2020's Greenland, which was surprise. I wasn't expecting a lot because it's a Jared Butler disaster movie. But it was so much fun. Like, it's very, very well done. It's uh, meteors are heading to Earth, and it's Jared Butler trying to get his family to this bunker they've had a save the date for. But it's really it's really interesting because it, it looks at it on a lot... It's a lot smaller level than a lot of kind of films like that. 
So oh, you say fo- rather than the global scale, you're just yeah, you're just family. focused on the family. I think it's a very interesting way to put it. it. And do they live in Greenland? Uh, that's where the bunkers are. Oh, okay. So they're trying to get to Greenland. But it follows your usual kind of Jared Butler disaster movie formula where early on in the film they have to have a line of dialogue explaining why he's Scottish. And I, I think I do feel like Jared Butler's become like the unofficial king of disaster movies. He seems to have survived a lot of shit. Yeah, including looks... insert bad Jared Butler movie title here. It's also surprising that he hasn't rocked up in like a Marvel or DC film yet as well. Yeah, he seems kind of. I I, I wonder if it's because he's kind of he's been there and done that when it comes to um, having abs, to get ripped. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> can't be asked for that again. Because I I think maybe if he kept it up, it would have been fine. But because he's now not ripped, I wonder if it's just like, you know what, I'm a kind of like Zach Ef- Zach Efron's doing a little bit now, where he's like, I was really unhappy when I was shredded. I'm a lot happier now. With a dad bod. Oh god, that's depressing that that's the idea of a fucking dad bod. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. So if you aren't a fan of films where you need to get to the world's largest island located between the Arctic and Atlantic Oceans, east of the Canadian Arctic Archipelago, what would you um what would you recommend instead? Uh so if that doesn't float your boat, what I would probably recommend is going to somewhere which is, you know, more comprised of thousands of coastal islands and inland lakes along with vast boreal forests and glaciated mountains. Uh, maybe with principal cities in kind of, you know, the, the east and southwest that are all coastal. And that would obviously be Sweden. So if we're going to Sweden Oh, God, where would you go? I, I, I don't know. Maybe this episode's going to come out in June. If it comes out in June, I'd probably recommend Midsummer. <laughs> if it's later in the year, I would still recommend Midsummer. It's just not quite as calendar appropriate because Midsummer's a fucking incredible piece of cinema. Wonderful. And it's definitely something that I feel like I survived. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So... With, with that out of the way, and again, peek behind the curtain, we recorded two of those to keep up with our Ian Graham, Ian Graham recommendation streak. Uh, uh, and now, someone's going to go first. <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 we'll go with you. Okay. So what, 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 what movie disaster uh, are you going to say you could survive? I can imagine this is going to be a very, like, ego-filled episode. Yeah, well, I mean, you wait till we get to my third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, 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 mine is a mix of uh, ego and loopholes. Yeah, your, your disaster. My disaster. My, my first choice is a disaster movie in both the sense that it is a movie about a disaster and also is quite terrible. And that is The War of the World. Which, which are, are, we, are we talking cruisy? Are we talking... We're talking cruise. Talking cruise, nice. Yeah, 2005, I think it was. It was... Um... This when he was promoting this movie was when he did his infamous chair jump on the Oprah Winfrey show. Oh, really? Yeah, and apparently Steven Spielberg was meant to be on that episode with him, which I assume would have meant he was less likely to do the chair jumping. But he had to do some reshoots or something. Um, right, or I, I think. I, yeah, I think Spielberg was always less likely to do the the chair jump. It was probably always <laughs> going to be Cruise. But yeah, so obviously it's a it's a I think it's the third like televised movie version of of war of the worlds um obviously the classic hg wells radio script which is originally set in woking you know nice so there's i don't know if you've been to woking maybe you've had pizza with prince andrew but there's a (laughs) 
<laughs> but there's a um there's a big statue of one of the tripods in the center of town. Oh, really? Which is quite cool. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going to make a bad joke about how it's uh... it still looks like it's recovering. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. no, no. I, 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 yeah, I, I legitimately didn't realise that. That's very interesting. See, listeners, you learn shit. You do. Not useful shit, but... <laughs> I, I say that. That's definitely one of those facts where it's going to turn out I'm the only person who didn't know about it. Possibly. I mean, we're, we're clearly... The podcast is doing wonders for the Woking tourist industry. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, the whole the whole premise of the film, aliens come down in their big tripody spaceships and vaporise everyone, and after a few days... They all get colds and die, which is why I think I'm going to survive this because they do this in normal times that they just kind of come down, fuck shit up for a few days and they all get some bacteria and die. If they come at the moment, there's a fucking pandemic on. They're not going to last two seconds. Yeah, good point. So I'm going to hunker down for a few days and I'll be fine. Tom Cruise managed it. I can manage it. Tom Cruise managed it, which I think is going to become a recurring theme of this episode <laughs> by running directly at the, de- at the disaster. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, I'm not going to decide to try and drive to Boston. I'm going to stay hunkered down in the first basement that I come across because, obviously, less chance of going near deadly alien death rays. Um, and it also means I can hunker down alone with Bowie and the cat and the gecko and the snake rather than with tim robbins um those are graham's pets not like weird nicknames for people (laughs) (laughs) we'll just get to get the gecko over it'll be great mate 18 (laughs) of ages i do wish i had a friend that was referred to as the gecko yeah not 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 gecko the gecko the gecko (laughs) the the gecko and snake (laughs) whenever the gecko's drunk he tries to scale walls yeah so it's me, Bowie, the Gecko, Snake, and Tim Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's there's not much more to it. They they kind of it's kind of self defeating, right? And plus, you know, if they come down in in like this time of year as well, I've got hay fever. So worst case scenario, I'll just run up to the one of them, sneeze on them, run back, spread some microbes. Um, because it's not even a specific. It's not like the influenza kills them or a specific disease kills them. It just says in the like title card at the end that it was general earth microbes that apparently as humans that we we've earned the right to subsist with um over the years but it took the little alien buggers out quite quickly i i I do like that because they defeated the aliens they clearly promoted earth microbes yes general earth microbes (laughs) it's uh, nice yeah fair, fair play to them for trying but i i think it's it's doable i i think the only problem we have a lot of alien invasions not that i'm jealous uh seem to take place in america we d- we don't really have the uh for want of a better phrase basement culture here we we have <laughs> we have wanky basement flats in like chelsea and shit yeah which costs like 800 grand yeah and you don't have natural sunlight in them yeah but a, a basement is cr- quite rare it I'm is not quite sure, rare yeah i'm not sure i'd want to hunker down in a shed i don't know we would have your. I could hunker down with um, Zombified Ian whilst he's playing PlayStation. Oh yeah, true. Or poss. Or possibly in our shed right now, a dead three-legged massive rat. <laughs> um, but that's a uh, that's a conversation we'll have later. But yeah, I mean, the thing is as well, like they, assu- assuming they choose Woking again, that's like still half an hour around the M25 from West London. So you know, they've got to get here because they only lasted a few days. 
Yes, true. Ah, I, I, I could see that. But obviously with hay fever, maybe you're going to be knocked out as well. <laughs> yeah, this is true. A few Benadryl. Just screaming socially distanced at the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but also, to be like, they didn't seem to easily like hone in on where people were because there was the whole thing of like the reason Tom Cruise kills Tim Robbins is because he's like shouting and he's worried that it's gonna um alert the aliens. Oh yeah, of course, because he's mental, isn't he? Crazy Tim Robbins, yeah. Yeah. The problem I have, which occurs a lot and leads to some mental mental images, is I immediately think of Tim Allen. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever imagined Tim Allen in Shawshank Redemption before, but it's it's a weird one. <laughs> well, surely he'd you know he'd he'd have the tools to get out though, wouldn't he? Yeah, true, true. Bit of cell improvement. <laughs> Home Improvement was a weird show, wasn't it? I never, I've never watched it. it. Was it like it used to be like early morning? I, I think it was always on by the time it was either too early or just as I was going to school. Because yeah. was it on in like the <laughs> to sound? Stupid. The early morning sitcom cadence. Yeah. Also, how many episodes of Home Improvement do you think there were? There were hundreds, weren't there? Two hundred and four. Oh fuck that. But yeah, yeah. It, it was it was it was really weird because it was like they did like this TV show. It was like a TV show within a TV show. Do you remember? I was thinking about this the other day. There was like a shitty TV show that was about soap actors, uh, ac- uh, actors in I think like a telenovela kind of thing, right? And it had a sister show, which was the actual in-show soap opera. I don't, but that sounds like uh, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, like I'm fairly sure it was shit, but the idea was always like that. That is quite it. That's yeah, because I remember it was. Is it Jane the Virgin? Is like has a similar, but it's all within one one series that is. They have the whole telenovela thing, and then it's all. But also, yeah. I never watched that. American Horror Story had a series that was similar. You had, it was done as like a documentary of this family who'd stayed in this haunted house, basically. So you had the talking heads of the actual family. Yeah. And then you had actors playing them in the reconstructions. Okay. Or the reenactments. And then the second half of the show was another reality show where they put both of them back to the house. That sounds absolutely like something that they would do in America as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's really, it, it's, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of got out of American Horror Story a little bit, but that was, that was a very, very good series. Yeah. So obviously through talking about War of the yeah. Worlds, we were going to go on to, <laughs> to, to American Horror Story via Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But no, I, 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 I like it. Did I can't remember if the aliens had a purpose. I mean that's very philosophical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Why? they were just they were just coming to I mean no, I don't think so. Because there's there's no like communication, is there? Like they, they just came to fuck you up and then they died. Just resources and shit, I assume. Well, yeah, so they were harvesting um human blood and organs to like uh fertilize their alien plants and stuff that they were putting on it so they were kind of like i guess kind of planning to colonize i assume and it seemed that humans were the perfect fertilizer that, that's fair and you will selfless selflessly find a basement i will find a basement on to your first choice sir my first choice is from uh so it's from 1997 and it is a movie i believe is called james bond versus the volcano <laughs> so this is of course uh dante's peak 
which is basically Jaws, but with a volcano instead of a shark. And this this came out at the same, like, very similar time to Volcano, Just right? Just before Volcano. Um, and I'm fairly sure this was the year before you then also had Armageddon and Deep Impact come out at the same time. But yeah, it was... So it is similar, because Volcano, I think, is... Volcano is Tommy Lee Jones, like a, a volcano sneaks up on LA. <laughs> yeah, because obviously they're so, such stealthy bastards. Yeah, Dante's Peak is, so I rewatched this the other day. We, I used to watch this a lot when I was a kid and I'd forgotten how shit it was. First of all, just warning for everyone, uh, as it said before the film, um, there is going to be disaster related peril. So just want to make sure everyone's everyone's comfortable. So Dante's Peak is a town in Washington that is next to a volcano, a dormant volcano. Pierce Brosnan's one job is to ascertain whether a volcano is dangerous and then everybody ignores him when he tells them it is. <laughs> His boss is kind of like the mayor in Jaws. So he does the whole... Uh, it's definitely fine. Uh, Boris Johnson. Yeah, because the, the town's got like some investment lined up or something. And obviously that's more important than this volcano that's uh, playing up. I then kind of did a little bit of research on volcanoes and they are truly terrifying. <laughs> like yep. it's, again, gr- growing up and living the majority of my life in West London, I'm not really something I have to think about a lot. Well, we did have that one like summer where we couldn't fly anywhere because of um, the Icelandic volcano, right? Yes, yeah. But that's as close as it, it's, it's come. We had a heat wave, that was really it. But So with volcanoes, there's a couple of things we have to be, be aware of. Um, and again, this is another film where Pierce Brosnan drives directly at the volcano <laughs> um, because his... So it, it's an interesting film. So it, it's Pierce Brosnan just after Goldeneye and Linda Hamilton, so Sarah Connor in the Terminator films. Mm-hmm. So she plays the mayor, and basically her kids have decided to go rescue their nan, and they have to chase the kids. It's like, "Mm, you're lost. So there's a couple of things we have to be prepared for when we're going to be surviving this disaster. So you have something called a pyroclastic flow. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I think think there's one of those under my sink, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's um, So it's the basically it's the the cloud that comes up Mm -hmm. uh, out of the volcano. It's a thousand degrees Celsius of gas and rock, and it can move up to four hundred and thirty miles an hour. Um, there are some... sounds like me after some mac and cheese. Yeah, there's some photos of um, the aftermath of a volcano in Mexico, where there are these slabs of reinforced concrete, and all of the metal rods are pointing in one direction, and it's from where this pyroclastic flow has gone through, superheated them all. It's just. It was fucking creepy. So there's that. Yeah. You obviously have lava flows. So lava. So magma is when it is in the earth or in a volcano, and lava is when it's come out. It's like the Union Jack Union flag thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm ca- I'm not sure what lava is when it's flying over a ship, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it's this is particularly dangerous lava because at one point it sneaks up on Pierce Brosnan because <laughs> they're in uh they're in a house. Uh, trying to find out where this nan is. <laughs> this nan. <laughs> trying to find out where the nan is, and then suddenly lava comes through the wall. And it's like, you would know. Yeah. Like, lava's not sneaky. <laughs> you should be aware it's so, coming down. Some some lava fl- lava flow can be quite slow. Yeah, true. So it, it, it generally moves at around 19 miles an hour, apparently. Okay. I've definitely seen... So, maybe it's when it's already started cooling and it starts going quite slowly. 
I've seen like yeah back in your long volcano experience. I'm you know I've yeah. I've, I've 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 seen a volcano or two in my time. I am something of a of an adventurer, but it's not just the volcanoes we have to deal with here, Graham. We also have to deal with acidic lakes because uh, the sulfur from the volcano reacts with the water and turns. So you get acid rain, you get like acid lakes. Um, there's a weird scene in Dante's Peak, which I find a lot funnier than it was ever intended to be, where they're rowing across, or not rowing, um, they're in a boat going across this lake that's slowly burning the uh, the boat they're in. <laughs> right. And to keep everyone entertained, uh, Pierce Brosnan is singing, row, row, row your boat. But the way they edited it made it look like he'd been singing it for hours, just over and over and over again. You also get, you know, obviously like things like uh, landslides, um, debris mixed with water that can fuck up like rivers and things like that. It's it's a very dangerous situation to be in. Um, my argument for how I'm going to survive this is mainly, well, it, it's mainly onefold. I, I'm a very one-dimensional man. Um, and to to highlight this, Graham, I'm about to send you a script. Okay. I need you to read this. Am I, where am I getting it? WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp. Okay, it's quite a short script. Quite, quite, quite a short script. Um, um, so, what's my what's my motivation? Uh, so, motivation is so I'm uh, so I'm I mean Harry's. I'm co-host of uh, a podcast about films. Uh, I'm in the process of buying a house. Yep. And you are our solicitor. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, are you gonna in insert some some just ring, ringing noise? Ringing? Yeah. Ring ring. Ring ring. One second. <laughs> keep keep it ringing. Actually, I've got you. You you're the one that needs to answer it anyway. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I better uh, do the yeah. Ring ring. Ring ring. Ring ring. Uh, uh hello. Hello, is that Mr. Harry's? Uh yeah yeah speaking speaking. So um we've received the environmental report for your property. Uh, good good. Everything is as expected um but it does seem to be um it seems to be built next to a dormant volcano okay uh thanks uh we no longer want to buy the house there we go i'm not i'm, I'm not living on the side of a fucking dormant volcano <laughs> who does that like, i i don't care if they've said the word dormant it looks like a cartoon volcano <laughs> There is there is no way in hell I'm putting myself in. And this isn't even like I said, Pierce Brosnan runs towards the volcano a lot. I'm not do, I'm not just not doing that. I'm not putting myself in the vicinity of the volcano. So yeah, we're we're we are currently in the processes of buying a house. And if anything like that came up on any report I'd saw uh, seen, it would just be, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean like, you know, there's 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 the radon searches. You might have a you know a threat of Japanese knotweed that you that you may yeah. need to um, deal with. But yeah, dormant volcano is kind of on the no list, isn't it? Yeah, it's there. There are very few things. It's like I'd like to think it's on a list of like okay, so there's a couple piece of rotten timbers you need to sort out. Uh, there's a little bit of mold, but that's fine. There's a dormant volcano. Radon searches have come back. Low risk of flooding. It's like, sorry, let's let's loop loop back to that dormant vol. But yeah. even if we were, say, even if I I was strong armed into buying a property on the side of a dormant volcano, as soon as I saw anybody who was clearly from like the geological survey or something like that, yeah. you know, Pierce Brosnan running around with fucking like readers beeping, 
I would probably just go on holiday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel sense. like there, there, there were a lot of warning signs there that I think I would have just... So at one point they find two... I, I, th- I think they're like backpackers or something that have boiled to, de- uh, boiled to death in a hot spring. <laughs> Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good that you chose this film and not Volcano because, you know, you wouldn't know about the stealthy Volcano. Yeah, exactly. So this isn't a stealthy Volcano. This no. is a sleepy Volcano. <laughs> but it's still not a risk I'm willing to take. But yeah, and, and like I said, even if you do live there, there are still red flags that would have been like, right, fuck this. Like, once it had gone up, I might have been able to get out, but not quite as confident with that as just fucking off before it starts. And I am confident that my ability to be very, very pessimistic will really play into my hands here. <laughs> yep, I think it makes sense. Luckily, though, uh, the house we're looking to buy doesn't seem to be near a volcano, so I'm very confident about well, that. Might be near a stealthy volcano. Ah, oh, shit. I thought that was a reservoir. <laughs> okay, your next choice. What are we surviving now? Is there a James Bond? Uh, No. There's no James Bond, but we will go from a disaster movie set in 19... or well, not set in 1997, a disaster movie that came out in 1997 to a disaster movie that came out in 1997. <gasps> and we are going to go from liquid death fire to liquid death water. And <laughs> we are going <laughs> to... We are going to... That sounds like two, like, companion anime series. <laughs> two... Or, like, two versions of, like, a Game Boy game, like... Um, yeah, yeah. Pokemon, yeah. We are going to the Titanic in 19, 1997's Titanic. Nice. Which wasn't set in 1997, it was set in 1912? 1912? Sure it was 1912. 1912. So yeah, obviously, we don't need to go into the plot of the Titanic. There's a big boat, it hits an iceberg and it sinks. I don't know, the plot of the Titanic is old woman <laughs> throws away priceless gem. <laughs> yeah, there is that bit as well, which is extremely, extremely ridiculous. It, ang- it angers me, Graham. <laughs> It angers There's, me. Well, we're going to come on to <laughs> something else about this film that angers me a lot as well. So in in surviving this this movie disaster, we are not focusing on the big picture of sinking ship because I don't know how well I would fare in that scenario. I'm not a great swimmer. At least it's not milk. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. <laughs> Positives. But we are focusing specifically on the storyline. So I'd like you to use your imagination here, Ian. In this scenario... I need to be Jack, which is obviously easy for you to imagine since Leo and I are so alike in both looks, charm and talent. I'm just going to leave that one hanging. <laughs> so this isn't, ob- this, isn't, this isn't like a weird thing where this is setting up you painting me like one of your French girls or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've already established you and Mia Wallace. You can't also be Rose. I can be whoever I fucking want to be. <laughs> Ian, that's the heroine talking. <laughs> That would, have, that would have made Titanic interesting. Um, so... as, in, as in, if heroin was involved, not if I was on heroin watching Titanic. But also maybe both. Maybe. Um, okay, so so you're Leo. I'm Leo. You shouldn't have an Oscar. <laughs> and I don't. So we're obviously going to focus entirely on the floating door scene at the end of the movie where Rose absolutely mugs me off. <laughs> and <laughs> That was the most British way to phrase that. <laughs> Fucking Rose just mugged me off, mate. <laughs> I'm going to entirely base my argument on the Mythbusters episode of Titanic Survival. Yes. So 
Mythbusters, for those you who don't know, it's um American TV show um presented by two people who hate each other. Two people who do hate each other. <laughs> Jay I forget his surname, but Jamie is like the most miserable person on the planet. Adam is a lot more chipper. Uh, yeah. Jamie's the one with the walrus mustache. But they basically the whole idea is that they take myths and they bust them and they figure out whether they're plausible or debunked or whatever, or busted actually. Because if they put it would be called myth myth debunkers if they debunked the myths they just bust them it's a brilliant show to be fair i I haven't watched enough because they they went through a phase of putting like a season or two up on netflix yeah there's only like ever like four seasons at a time and i get through them very quickly because i it's one of those shows that i could put on and watch over and over and over again you know they had to lie about one episode oh really um or one myth they figured out how to make explosives from general household supplies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they were just like oh no we can't we can't show this <laughs> we, can't, we can't show this nice so this this episode was is uh yeah entirely devoted to the titanic survival james cameron is in the episode as well um we'll get on to that in a bit um but they basically showed that they so they took a piece of wood dimensions exactly the same as the piece of wood that rose is floating on at the end and they showed that it is entirely possible for two people to share that wood. And not only two people, but two fully grown men versus Kate Winslet and, and myself. Because neither of us are fully grown men. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, it's, it is possible as it is, but also it's even more possible if you strap a life jacket underneath the board and Rose is wearing one, which... Is ridiculous because Jack is the one in the water. She is on the board, but she is the one that has a life preserver on. Yeah, because like the so stra- strapping the life jacket yeah. on the door kept you out of the water, right? Yeah. So you so they found in MythBusters that yeah. doing that you had about there was about eighty percent of both of you were out of the water. Yeah. Which that in the sixty three minutes it takes for Rose to be rescued by Hornblower. They would have, yeah. They would have both been fine. Yeah, fucking um, Yoan Glyphis. And as um, as Jamie says in MythBusters, um, and this is a direct quote from the episode: "Despite how noble Jack's intentions may have been, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor." <laughs> well, I got my next tattoo sorted. <laughs> so um, yeah, they were they were both able to survive the full sixty three minutes it takes to be rescued. As I mentioned, their combined weight is going to be more than than mine and Kate Winslet. So I don't see I don't see any issue here. As mentioned, Jack's death was needless. Another direct quote from the episode when they they said that the myth was um well actually the the myth was that they could both survive. So the result was that it was a plausible myth because yeah. it they could. Because was it James Cameron came on the show to say I'm sick of people saying both of them could survive. Yeah, yeah. And then he's at the end, and they're like, you know, we got to tell you. <laughs> um, that it was all good, and he he looks visibly visibly pissed off when they tell him that they could have both survived. His his response is great though. Yeah, because his response was it was in the script that Jack dies. <laughs> yeah, so it's my fault for making the door big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so he does look really pissed off. But also James Cameron made Avatar, so fuck that guy. There's a few other oh, people. Yeah. That's a, that's that's fun. That's a conversation for a future day for us, but an episode that could have come out months ago. Depending <laughs> yeah. This yeah, this is very true. There's a few other people that have weighed in on this. So Neil deGrasse Tyson has has commented. 
And interestingly, he didn't go down the physics route of it, which you would expect from an astrophysicist. But he was more talking about like basic human survival instinct in that Jack only tries to get on it once. (laughs) 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 Your, your, Your drive to survive would make you, you know, try a few more times before you before you gave up. Brad Pitt also thinks there was space too during his golden golden globes award speech in 2020 he he gave a shout out to leo saying that he would have shared the raft with him ah. was that once a once upon a time i'm assuming so yeah the yeah. time time frames would tally kate winslet on jimmy kimmel she said that they could have both survived on it um she said that she could have made room and leo has been asked about it but said no comment which leads me to believe that he also thinks that he could have got away with getting on as well but also regardless of all of that those are all opinions but we've seen the science mythbusters shows that we could both survive i am surviving titanic assuming that i am leonardo dicaprio so yeah nice i still i still titanic still fucking boggles me it is a three-hour film of an old woman explaining how she fucked some guy on a boat to her family <laughs> it's obviously a lot more than that but hey, that's the gist of it yeah it's like look man we we here we're here for the priceless gem that's what we're we don't care about you oh no you're still going yeah but also arguably the more interesting side of that story is the fact that you know your nan survived the titanic yeah. sinking <laughs> yeah and then nan why are you talking about going to this car in the hold <laughs> No, no, now we, no, we don't. Uh, no, 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 stop! <laughs> and then my hand slid down the window. Well, that's the thing as well, because she would have had, in, in theory, if this is a retelling and you, we're just, like, seeing the retelling, she would have had to go into such detail, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I hooked my leg up. We're, uh, we're, we're moving, we're moving away from ships and the 1910s into the air. So... Again, I need you to uh, do a bit of acting here for me, Graham, and okay. pretend you don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to explain the plot of a film to you. Yeah. I want you to tell me what film I'm talking about. Okay. So Ted Stryker spontaneously boards a plane uh, his wife is on in order to save his marriage. Passengers start to fall sick, and a doctor determines that something was wrong with one of the meals served on the flight. Mm-hmm. Stryker is the only man with flight experience, and with the help from his superior officer during the war manages to land the plane. I'm also now going to go through some quotes from the film. Direct quotes. Our survival hinges on one thing. Finding someone who not only can fly this plane, but didn't have fish for dinner. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. You ever been in a uh, cockpit before? What film am I talking about? Airplane. No. (laughs) I am talking about 1957's Zero Hour. (laughs) So I am also talking about airplane so it always surprises me that it turns out airplane is basically a remake of this 1950s film the directors um used to record late night adverts um because they found them hysterical and they accidentally recorded zero hour one night and watched it and thought it was one of the funniest things they'd ever seen (laughs) the airplane script in places takes lines from zero hour verbatim to the point they had to buy the rights to the script. Yeah, it's it's fascinating that this was never originally meant to be a comedy film, right? Well, like I said, that one of one of the funniest lines in Airplane, I still think, is finding someone who could not only fly this plane but didn't have fish for dinner. And it turns yeah. out that is a line from a serious disaster <laughs> movie. I'll come on to my so obviously the 
The disaster here is the pilots of a plane are incapacitated due to food poisoning. I'll come on to how I plan to survive that in a moment, just because I think it's worth mentioning that Airplane is arguably one of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah, it's, it is so good. It, it's, I've watched it countless times and I still find something new to laugh at each time. Like the sheer, like, both visual and scripted gags that are coming at you, like the, the gag rate must be uh, insane. But it's, I think it's one of my most quoted films. That isn't something weird that I've forgotten. It's actually a quote. Surely it's not. Yes, it is. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I do like the escalating, like, I shouldn't have picked this week to give up smoking. And then it goes, like, through up and Is it, like, crack is the, is the last yes, one? Yes, um, I picked a bad week to qu- uh, quit sniffing glue. Yeah. <laughs> um, nervous, yes. First time. No, I've been nervous countless times. <laughs> Joey, have you ever been in a Turkish prison? Oh, good times. But, uh, yeah, it, it's also, I, I kind of mentioned this to you this week, but, like, some of the casting what-ifs in this film are fucking insane. So Christopher Lee nearly played the Doctor, played by Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, which would be ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> and, and obviously Leslie Nielsen then went on to be, like, define comedy for a couple of decades. Yeah, so we would get Christopher Lee and Naked Gun, right? Yeah, which I would have <laughs> lapped up. But yeah, okay, so... Airplane is an incredible film. Um, I am going to survive this. Uh, I'm going to go for the a very easy way I'm surviving this, and one that might take a bit of a couple of logical leaps in me thinking a lot of myself. So I could quite happily wait until everything had been sorted and resolved with no fear of my own safety, because I'm not eating fish on a plane. <laughs> I mean, fish on a plane for me is kind of up there with like shrimp at a petrol station. Anything that needs kind of a certain type of preparing, I'm not going to eat at 36,000 feet. Yeah. Also, like, everything in planes is obviously nuked in a microwave. So fish is like... Yeah. Like, you know the the awful person that microwaves fish in the office? Yeah. Like, you see, don't need just, that smell. It just feels selfish eating fish in a pressurised tube with other people. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, obviously, so if this were to happen now, this wouldn't be a problem. It turns out something quite similar happened on a Japan Airlines Airlines um, flight. Right. And since then, it now seems to be a rule that pilots have to eat different meals. Okay. So this couldn't happen now, which is good. But even, yeah, even, even in the 50s, in zero hour or the 70s for airplane, I wouldn't eat fish. So I would be fine. If it is the 50s, I, I a 50s, like... I'm a clever man. Someone could talk me through a plane. Not not now, because now they seem to be, like, fucking mental. But, which is... I've said mental a lot. You have. <laughs> which is fucking crazy. But I feel like a 1950s plane, I might be able to wrestle into a crash landing. But then again, like, planes now are, are more reliant on computers and autopilots and stuff. That it might be a lot easier. Whilst they look complicated, it's just probably a couple of buttons and you're fine. I mean, Keenan managed it because he he was able to play a lot of flight simulator on the place yeah no true and obviously if we're going airplane the there is an autopilot who can get me there but you would still have to you still have to inflated yeah (laughs) you'd have to um i like in 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 your story and your hypothetical you're leonardo DiCaprio. in my hypothetical i'm filleting an inflatable dummy (laughs) 
Um, that says a lot about of a lot yeah. about of how we see ourselves. But hey, <laughs> at least I'm not selfish enough to have fish. <laughs> selfish but, enough. Yeah, selfish. but I feel like an old style plane. Yeah, you could be talked into landing. Okay, I mean, I I've, I've played a couple of flight simulators. I mean, I also played a lot of Madden, but I wouldn't be able to start for the fucking Vikings. I don't know. You probably could. It's the Vikings. Hey, Kirk Cousin is distinctly <laughs> underrated. His accuracy ratings are a lot higher than people give him credit for. On Madden. <laughs> I could talk about this for ages, so we're not, we're not going to talk about that today. Okay. But no, seriously, he's... I know it's, it is a big salary cap hit with him. <laughs> but, no, so, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think I would comfortably survive... Uh, zero hour and airplane because one i'm not going to be suffering from food poisoning so even if striker is on the plane yep. i just have to survive until he lands the plane if he isn't and it is on me i'm confident that i would be able to mostly get us all to the ground safely by filleting an autopilot by filleting an autopilot Spe- speaking speaking of gag rate <laughs> My final choice. So, sticking with the water theme, I am choosing Quentin Tarantino's favourite movie of 2019. And that is the home invasion disaster alligator movie that is Crawl. So Crawl is a a highly underrated and I would say probably fairly unknown horror movie that that came out in 2019. And it's essentially a home invasion movie where the invaders are alligators. So we went and saw this, uh, the premiere i think the uk premiere of it at fright fest in 2019 nearly two years ago which is wow uh, also had a director and star q a um at the end of it as well um which was a lot of fun she was trashed yes (laughs) trash but i I have a lot of time for it yeah absolutely so one assumption we need to carry over here is that i retain the swimming ability of of hayley um who is played by Kea Scodelario, or to give her her full name, Effie from Skins, <laughs> who is, by all accounts, very good at swimming. And I, alas, am not great. I mean, I can stay afloat, but I, c- I couldn't outswim an alligator. Yeah, there's a, there's a big difference between staying afloat and getting away from an alligator. Yeah. So there's two two possible scenarios where I survive this. So number one is I'm not going into the house. Yep. So... Uh, the premise of the the whole movie is that there's like this severe like monsoon weather in Florida and everything starts flooding and oh, everyone. Let, 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 let me guess, Graham. Does the main character run towards the disaster? Of course she does. <laughs> so uh, everyone's told to evacuate, and um, yeah, Haley decides that she's going to go find her estranged dad because she can't get hold of him on the phone, which is weird because obviously she's not talking to him for such a long time. But I guess you know, blood is thicker than water and all that. You know, nice. Nice rain-based pun for you there. Nice. But yeah, so um, I guess technically, whilst the, the main threat in this movie is the alligators, the disaster is is the, the flooding that's that's coming. So I'm just going to be sensible, follow the authorities' calls to evacuate, and, um, and get out of Dodge. There is also no way I'm taking my dog into a crawl space under a flooding house with me, particularly if we're subbing Bowie in for sugar. Sugar is the name <laughs> of the dog in the film. Because um, in that scenario, we're all dead before any alligators turn up. Yeah. But he's yeah. not a smart canine. <laughs> he fell in a pond the other day. Um, he mistook uh, algae on the surface water for grass and just plopped right in there. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not holding out hope if um, if I'm if I'm tackling these alligators with um, with a French bulldog. However, right. That's so. That's the first scenario, which I appreciate is a little bit of a cop out, right? Like. 
if if there's a disaster, if I'm staying true to the movie, I am going to go into the crawl space. So my second means of survival is going to be based on the years and years of research that I've done into handling alligators by watching lots of, <laughs> uh, by watching lots of Steve Irwin as a child. Yeah. So there's a few things you need to do. You need to have some big hunks of meat with you. Um, so like a big, like a few chickens, <laughs> an Ian, uh, that you can obviously you know distract the alligators with. And then you just need to yell crikey a lot because they like that. Crikey! Yeah, where possible, you grab them by the tail, move them out of the way a bit, shout crikey. And yeah, my best Steve Irwin impression will see me through. I was I was going to quote um, South Park, but then I realised that's a South Park episode from literally like 25 years ago. And I'm worried people wouldn't recognise it and it would just be me saying in a bad Australian accent, shove your thumb up his butthole. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've got as as we mentioned at the at the top of the episode in in the War of the Worlds portion. Um, you know, I've got experience with I've got a snake and a and a gecko, which is basically the same as fending off two alligators whilst my flooded bay. And also, you know, if we go back to the War of the Worlds argument, less cruel spaces in the UK, less yeah, alligators I, as well. <laughs> I mean, and, and like you like you said, I I think if there's a point where you can't help anyone anymore. Yeah. And it, it, if they've made the conscious decision to ignore the fact there is clearly a hurricane, because it's, it's a hurricane that causes flooding. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. If there's clearly shit going down... Oh, actually, no. Had he made the decision to stay home, or was he stuck at home because he was stuck in the crawl place space? I can't remember. He... No, yeah, he'd, like, he'd knocked himself out or, like, passed yeah. out or whatever. But okay. the, it, it was the whole, like, estranged thing right because they didn't yeah. speak yeah that's fair i was just thinking because you yeah. sometimes get it where it's like yeah i built this house so i'm gonna die in this house and it's like okay all right see ya. all right <laughs> massive fire outside babe <laughs> we gotta we gotta leave yeah yeah no that, that's fair i mean and as we all know from the countless uh crocodile trivia we're taught as kids uh they might be able to close their mouth quickly but an elastic band will uh sort you out so it would just be true. It would just be two hours of you and Bowie trying to put elastic bands on a crocodile's mouth. Alligators were in Florida. On an alligator's mouth. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Or just some gaffer tape. Yeah. Yeah, it'll work. Gaffer tape solves every- everyone's problems. I'm fairly sure they patched up the ozone with it. If only they had it on the Titanic. If only. <laughs> that's the that's all of all of these problems could have been solved with gaffer tape. Uh, let me just go back through. Uh, cruel, yes. Titanic, yes. Yeah, we could have gaffer taped the, like, the legs of the the tripods in more of the worlds together yeah uh, gaffer tape um the autopilot together so yeah just gaffer tape over the top of yeah. the volcano yeah yeah it works yeah so yeah i'm um I'm, I'm either not going in the house with the alligators or i'm doing my best steve Aaron impression nice and, and this is all does the choice depend on whether you have the swimming skills Absolutely. If I don't have the swimming skills, yeah. then I'm I'm straight out of there. It also depends if we're going with with Bowie or if we're going with the dog from the movie, because that that would absolutely impact my decision. Part part of me wants to call my dad right now and ask if he'd expect me to go and rescue him from alligators. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you can always drop that in. If you just you don't have to do it right now, but check in with him and drop a future Ian in just to see um see what your dad's uh, theory would be there. Yeah, right, fuck it. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dad, would you expect me to rescue you from alligators if you were stuck in a crawl space? In a nutshell, yes, I would expect you to rescue me 
uh, if I'm in a crawl space facing an alligator because I know for a fact that me and you used to watch uh, lots of Steve Irwin documentaries uh, when you were younger and we all know that alligators even though they have a massive um, powerful bite if you get to the right to the very end of their snout by their nose and put the minimum amount of pressure on that you can keep the jaw closed so I'd expect you to appear in the crawl space armed with a um, roll of gaffer tip and then proceed leaning over my shoulder uh, to gaffer tip the end of the alligator's snout uh, therefore uh, rendering him harmless your mother also pointed out to me Ian that uh, in the restricted space in the crawl space this would prevent the alligator from carrying out his uh, um, famous death roll because you wouldn't have enough space to do it in so that's uh, another advantage of your uh, location obviously now he's been gaffer tipped uh, is, is no issue at all you just uh, have to get your way out and uh, that will be the problem solved thank you very much Bye. that's exactly what i expected him to say yeah exactly word for word <laughs> My final choice. So I'm taking us from the air to the ground, but unfortunately, very quickly and still in a plane. So as a rugby player, I think it would be amiss to talk about surviving a disaster and not talk about a plane crash. So I am talking about 2017's The Mountain Between Us. So The Mountain Between Us, I think, is a film I may have referenced slightly in passing before. Um, I can't say when before, because we have no idea when we're putting this episode out. Basically, Idris Elba and Kate Winslet are on a plane that crashes into the Utah wilderness on a mountain. So, so the real takeaway here is ne- never use transport that Kate Winslet is on. Yeah, basically. Or, so funnily enough, uh, the, so the, the, the reason this is kind of really a disaster isn't even necessarily the plane crash it's the fact that so there's idris elba is a surgeon who's got to get back for a surgery so they charter commercial planes get cancelled because of weather so they charter a private plane right that private plane then crashes after the pilot has a stroke the pilot also hadn't filed his flight plan so it's not just that there's a plane crash it's that nobody knows where they are Right, okay. Um, but the pilot... Seems careless. Yeah, but the pilot is Bo Bridges, whose dad was in Airplane. Nice. So, my second Bridges-based airplane disaster. Because <laughs> uh, no, one, no one remembers. Uh, so, yeah, um, Lloyd Bridges is obviously Bo and Jeff's dad. Yeah. So there's a plane crash. Um, your only companion is... I, I'm not sure which one I'm going to... Be or whether I'm gonna just kind of be there with them. Oh, you'd you'd, you'd be Kate. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, so that'd be a broken leg. So that's interesting. Uh, so my only companion would be a dog and a critically acclaimed actor. The mountain ranges they crash into. Um, I think it's the it's like the Unita Mountains. Um, so I think they peak up to like thirteen thousand feet. There's lions, bears, badgers, all the big stuff, and it's uh. Just a, it's it's your stereotypical kind of disaster survival movie, in that a lot of the time people just make a series of stupid decisions. Yeah, I I'm quite confident I would I would survive. But before I kind of talk through how I'll be surviving, I want to talk about the sheer disappointment I had with this film, because I don't know if you've ever gone into a film assuming somebody's going to eat someone. Only only Silence of the Lambs. 
<laughs> yeah. So we watched the trailer of this film, and we, we nearly had arguments over who we thought was going to get eaten. Either Idris Elba, Kate Winslet, or the dog. None of them. No? Nah, none of them. I've never been so disappointed that Kate Winslet survived before. Like, a lot of, t- lot, a lot of time for her. You, you but... went in the sea with her, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that would, that would have been a different fucking film. Like, the lifeboat pulls up, and Jack has just eaten Kate Winslet. <laughs> I didn't know when you would be. So it's been 15 minutes. Six, 63 minutes. But 63. also very quick. Because it would be, there's no way to cook. Well, 63 minutes is the time it took Blake Lively to decide to eat that seagull in the shallows. <laughs> a, a little bit more understandable than deciding to eat Kate Winslet. A little, a little bit more understandable. A little bit, yeah, yeah. But also, she wasn't there for that long. But yeah, I mean, when did she have her last, when did she have her last meal? Sometimes, if I don't have breakfast, man, I'm, I'm in a hell of a mood. I was going to say, it, it just makes me think of that Father Ted episode where Dougal misses breakfast. <laughs> okay, so why I would survive. A couple, so there's a couple of different answers to this, um, ranging from cop-out to morally inappropriate. Number one. I don't have the money to charter a private plane. (laughs) I will easily survive the crashing of a private plane because I'm not going to be on it. Also, I feel like if I was, if I did have the money to charter a private plane, I also think that I'm kind of, I would need to know stuff had been done properly. If you're paying that amount of money. To the point of people not liking me, I would have to know everything's been done right. So I, I feel like I would have checked that, the you know, the flight plan had been put in and things like that. I would have told people where we were going. Um, like we've all, I, I, I often message like, oh, I'm on this flight from here to here. Well, like just a FYI, guys. You would expect, like you say, like for the for the money you're spending, you would expect that that's kind of covered. Yeah. Yeah. But I also have no tr- trust or faith in my fellow men. Another reason I think I could survive. So I'm going to spoil this film for people because honestly... You shouldn't watch it. <laughs> they survive. Like I said, nobody gets eaten. It's heartbreaking. Idris and Kate Winslet will both fall in love, as you often would, I assume. But Idris Elba says to Kate Winslet that he thinks they survived because they fell in love. Oh, fuck off. If somebody that lame can survive that, I feel like I easily could. That is... I, I At that point, I'd kill him. If he yeah. said that to me, I'd kill him. He says this in New York. <laughs> he says this once they've met up again afterwards. You, 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 would, you would just kind of hug him and go, Idris, I wish you died on that mountain. And then leave. What has happened to you, Stringer Bell? Yeah, you used to be so cool. <laughs> um, number two, uh, Kate Winslet breaks her leg and multiple times says to leave her there. So you would. I, <laughs> I, I, would, I would make sure, I, th- I think my plan in a situation like that would either be to kind of, Bunker down and yep. wait for rescue. Or I think it would be a case of, so sh- uh, she's broken her leg. So for me, it would be like, all right, let's make sure you're safe and comfortable where you are. And then yep. I'm going to fuck off and try and get someone. How would you remember where she was? On the mountain. You're over there. It would be difficult. Yeah, no, no, that, 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 that's fair. But I feel like I'd be able to, we're, we're, we're clever people. Between me, her, and the dog, we'd be able to come up with a system. And ag- again, like I said, I feel like, if pushed, in a survival situation, I would happily eat a dog, or an Oscar-winning actress. I'd I'd do the the actress before the dog. It's good to know. <laughs> Animals are better than humans. I'm just going to throw it out there. That's true, and I mean, but also, like you know, uh, 
a question which I might just fade out into silence afterwards because I don't think for legal reasons anybody needs to hear our answer. But would you rather eat Kate Winslet or would you rather eat Idris Elba? Idris Elba. Why? He's more muscly and big, so it'd be like steaks. You answered that very quickly. <laughs> like there, there was no like, oh god, have you put me? Are you sure there's nothing else I can eat? It was just immediately in with with Idris Elba. It just makes sense. Like there's a lot more meat on Idris Elba. Yeah, true, true. So yeah, I I am comfortable that I I would be able to get off this mountain and survive. I feel like I wouldn't do into the fall into the stupid things they did, like obviously falling through obvious ice. Yeah. You know, there's there's a couple of stupid decisions that are made that I don't feel like we would. And like I said, the characters are overwhelmingly lame and they survive. Like I get he's supposed to be like a genius surgeon, but thinking thinking they survive because of love? No. This isn't interstellar. This was this was one of those films I very nearly searched the um just the dog die website for. Yep. We, again, I can't stress enough how much we were convinced the dog was going to die. Well, it's similar in Crawl, to be fair. But also, why was the why was the why was there a dog on the plane? I think it was like a it was just a dog on the mountain. I think. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not sure if the dog was on the plane or not. Or was the dog the pilot? Because that would make sense why he forgot to register the um the flight off. Yeah, true, true, true. That'd be an interesting one. It's like, ugh, do I miss this surgery or do I get flown by this dog? <laughs> The dog looks trustworthy. Dogs are always trustworthy. And I just have to pay him in treats. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, 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 that was the logic behind the, the, the cannibalism debate, was you saw a trailer about people stuck on a mountain and there was a dog in it. We were yeah. convinced, convinced the dog was going to get eaten. And then, obviously, the follow-up conversation is, would you rather eat the dog or Kate Winslet or Idris Elba? So it was, it was a strange household. At the time, and like I said, that the, the weird feeling of shit we got this wrong was <laughs> it was a pang that won't go away. So that was our th- those were our choices. Yep, we have survived six disasters between us, mm-hmm. and hopefully, whatever disaster caused us to have to publish this episode. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. This isn't an in memoriam episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would be. <laughs> can, can, can you imagine if it is? And someone's just had to gone through editing me talking at length about eating a Elba and Kate Winslet, uh, and calling your dad up and seeing if he would, um, yeah, if he would I, expect I, you to save him from alligators. I think it would just end up being just a, you know what? Let's remember them some other way. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are what's your top three out of out of your three? My top three. So least likely to survive crawl, I think, because of the need for swimming. And the also, as we were speaking about the other day, which could be quite recent or very far in the past, depending on when this comes out, I have an issue with like, I really like reptiles and stuff, so I don't know if I could kill the alligators. So I'd have to, it would have to be a duct tape situation. And yeah. that's a little bit more dangerous than just shooting an alligator. Probably alligator tape. <laughs> the second place, uh, War of the Worlds, I think. No, actually, fuck it. Titanic second, because it's, it's, it's proven that it would be possible assuming I am Leonardo DiCaprio the science there's science to back it up and in first place war of the worlds because essentially you have to do nothing you just have to hunker down for a few days the aliens are going to get sick and they're going to die and as i say there's a pandemic on right now so it will happen probably even quicker than it did in the movie nice how about you sir i like it so um i i'm going to i'm going to do this in reverse so my number 1 is dante's peak 
Right. I am very confident in my ability to not live on a volcano. And even if I did, um, I am confident in my ability to notice the clearly placed warning signs that something was about to happen. So I feel like I would have avoided the disaster by noticing it was going to happen. Yep. So for me, the question comes down to whether I am more confident with getting off of a mountain, brackets, cannibalism, close brackets, yep. or landing a plane in the 1950s. Because again, like the, the thing with airplane is, assuming strikers on there, I'm not dying because of food poisoning. Yeah. So I'm I safe. suppose. Yeah, I suppose it depends. Which if 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 you take the Titanic scenario, where I'm obviously Leonardo DiCaprio, are you Leslie Nielsen? Oh well, Leslie Nielsen, I'm fine. I'm not landing the plane. I'm just a doctor. I just need to go. The fish is a bit fucked. True. So you would. You would. You'd, you're <laughs> right there. You can't say fish. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to die. Um. Yeah, okay, right. so I'm going to do Dante's Peak 1. I'm going to do... Fuck, it is a tough one. I think it's easier to survive airplane than crashing on a mountain and all of the additional perils that, that brings along with it. True, but they're so lame. I'm confident I would be able to survive all, but yeah, let, let's go airplane, just because there, there is a chance with that one. All I have to do is not eat fish. Yeah. And that's not something I'm going to do on a plane, because I'm not a selfish piece of shit. And then number three, mountain between us, I'm confident i would be able to survive if they did and looks like i get a dog out of it nice what kind of dog mountain it's a mountain dog i'm not sure what dog it is you know the dog in the mountain or toy mouse a labrador retriever oh clever dogs (laughs) there is if you search the dog in the mountain between us it comes up with a washington post um, article with the title, Worried About the Dog in the Mountain Between Us, We've Got Good News. <laughs> cool. So, combined top three. <laughs> Hang on. So, this article says, The question clearly is survival. We can go three weeks without food, three days without water, and three hours without shelter. We hear Winslet saying as a mountain lion is shown padding down to a slope. The trailer ends with Winslet plunging through the ice into a lake, and the dog is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> okay, so out of, out of all the choices then. Yep. What are we saying? What are we saying? Well, I think... Um, for, sheer, for sheer laziness, I feel like both of us could easily survive sitting in a basement for three days. Yeah, I think so. And we're not going to go towards Boston, so we don't need to you know, deal with Tim Robbins. Yeah, or Woking. Or Woking, no. I, I, I have no, 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 no intention to go to Woking soon. No, volcano avoidance. Again, you know, just choosing to live somewhere that's not volcano-y is, is probably quite easy to do. Yeah, and also, again, like if, if weird shit was happening around where you live, you would probably kind of fuck off a bit as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, after, <laughs> I'm debating that after Brexit, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely some kind of warning sign, isn't it? And then the bin-faced man will stand for election, and so the apocalypse begins. I'm, I'm very intrigued to, as to what his vote share is going to be. Um, I think it's announced tomorrow, but yeah. And then, yeah, between... Um, I guess, I guess between airplane and Titanic, like, I mean, airplane is is objectively easier because in the context of the film, it doesn't actually crash, right? You so like you said, as long as you're not eating fish, you're okay. Titanic has the science to back it up, but there is, I guess, slightly more elements of peril um, because you do have to survive for sixty three minutes in the um, in the Atlantic Ocean. I I, I think the only problem with the Titanic is. Um... So when 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 he goes 
when he tries to get onto the door, it does seem to be unsteady. Um, so he clearly made an assumption. Yeah, but as Neil deGrasse Tyson said, like your 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 survival instinct is is gonna drive you to do it more than once. Plus, yeah, she this... is wearing a life jacket. Yeah, but this isn't the Kate Winslet you're gonna eat. This is the Kate Winslet you're in love with. <laughs> it's a very different Kate Winslet. I mean, some might say it's the same Kate Winslet. <laughs> well, she did go at length about discussing what happened in that car. Yeah, it's. No, oh, it's a tough one. Uh, I, I honestly, I think, um, I think airplane is easier to survive because that you have the bit where you know. Because the, the other thing with the Titanic is, I'm basing it purely on this scene, like the bit where he's trapped in like the like, lower class quarters and everything's flooding and stuff. I don't think oh, yeah. we'd necessarily get we, through that part. We, let's <laughs> let 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 let's be honest to both ourselves and our listeners. We we would not have the good seats. <laughs> no, <laughs> we would. We we probably wouldn't even have got the chance to cling to a door. We would have been locked into a third class cabin somewhere. Yeah, my 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 partner made uh, so Titanic was on her list when I was talking about this um, because for her it is a lot easier to survive the Titanic than us because she gets dibs on lifeboats. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah. It's our civic duty to uh, just go and listen to the string quartet. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Left Behind? <laughs> Okay, all right. Let, let's let's do let's do airplane. Yeah, just because um, ti- Titanic. If we were in that exact situation, maybe I I think we but, would. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's but the the there's less. I guess there's a bit less peril in um in airplane. Yeah. Just a, what's what's that? Just a little bit of peril. Yeah, mild peril. Yeah. Never. Ne- ne- I'll never let you go, Graham. <laughs> and then immediately, let immediately, you go. immediately. Like the sense of irony, like fair, fair, fair play, Kate. Um, okay, so the podcast nobody asked for was top three movie disasters we could survive. So number three, airplane slash zero hour. Number two, Dante's Peak, because fuck living on a volcano. And number one, War of the Worlds, because we'll find a basement. Yep. Fucking easy. See, disaster movies aren't that hard. Our idea of a disaster movie would be a lot more boring than the films ended up, but survival is the important thing. Um, if there are other movie disasters you think you could survive, if you want to just ask why we haven't recorded an episode this week, you can reach us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. Uh, you can also find us over at uh, Kofi.com with the same name, where you can buy us a coffee and all that money goes towards making the podcast bigger, better, more awesome. Hey, for all we know, we're already we weren't able to record because we're like touring arenas or something. Who knows? That is the most likely option. Probably, yeah. If you want to get in touch on Twitter, maybe ask how you can um donate to the relief fund for the disaster that has caused this episode to come out. Hit us up at nobody asked for pod with the number four. We'll give you the link to our GoFundMe page. And you can also find us there on Facebook as well. well the, the irony is I'm going to have to cut that out if there is a GoFundMe page. <laughs> because then that's not funny anymore. Like, can he... <laughs> So uh, please also review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Put a any episode ideas you have in the review and we will make sure we do the best ones. So I'm my big takeaway from this episode is, like you said, one, don't travel with Kate Winslet. Yep. Number two, build a basement. And number three, always have duct tape. Always have duct tape. Hopefully we'll see you all next week as long as the disaster 
wasn't apocalyptic. Yeah, if there's if, if there's a series now of disaster themed episodes, I'm assuming we're good. We're good. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Let, let, let's we can do that now. Uh, future Ian, are you all right? Ian here. Uh, yeah, we're fine. We're perfectly fine. I'll be honest, we were just really hungover. 